0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Sandy wrapped her arms around his neck again and tilted her head up to meet his lips. This time, instead of a slow, gentle build, it was heat and passion... Something hit her back, and she realized that it was the back wall of her shop. She hooked one leg up over his hip and pulled him closer to her body, rocking her pelvis against his. Vincent's hands were in her hair, and she moaned softly as he pulled back, exposing her neck to his mouth and teeth. He nipped slowly up her neck, and she wanted nothing more than to drag him up to her bedroom to explore the next steps. Neil. Yes?
1: We have to stop. Stop
0: yeah yeah we do because that's the the raciest passage in this whole book
1: right also uh i don't think they make it upstairs they don't no no so it's really it is such a tease i know that whole book is a tease
0: yeah that whole book
1: is a tease. <laughs> speaking of which yes let's tease all right. No, let's do a podcast. Oh, okay.
0: Sure, <laughs> sure. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is Fuck, Mary Kill Lit.
1: Where we read two romance novels. A straight
0: one and a queer one. And
1: then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters.
0: All day long.
1: All day, all day. Uh, but if you came here for just reviews that are light and fluffy. Spoiler free. Reading recommendations.
0: That's not us. Wrong
1: place. I
0: don't know her.
1: I don't know her. I've never been there.
0: No. <laughs> we do all the spoilers. We do
1: all the spoilers. We tell you exactly what's happening in the book, and uh-huh. then we um, rip it apart.
0: <laughs> We're not. We're not. Only when it needs to be.
1: Yeah, we do what we can. We
0: analyze it critically. Yes. And if the book doesn't stand up to critical analysis, that's not my fault.
1: Not our fault at all.
0: Oh, so I'm a bitch, so. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: um. <sighs> Nail. Yes. Before we begin. Yes.
1: What's got you hot and bothered?
0: Hot and bothered. Um a s- subject that's near and dear to my heart, I also have a complicated relationship with. Uh queer bars. Okay. Yeah. Um so I it came up because I I've been very busy at work and working way too much. And I went out last night for friend's birthday, and we, were, we had dinner in the Castro, and we ended up at one of the local bars. And it was nice. It was like a nice group of people to be with, and the bar was crowded, but not too crowded. And it was just like a really nice atmosphere. It, it was just nice to like blow off a little bit of steam. Um, and there, I've seen interesting articles in the last few years about how the, concept of gay, but not the concept of gay bars, but the role that gay bars play in the gay community has been changing over the last few years. Because for time immemorial, it was predominantly to go get laid. Right. Or it was a place where you could go with your SO and like show public displays of affection because it was a safe space. Right. Um, and that's been changing a lot because of all the hookup apps and I'm speaking mostly about like bars for gay men because that is my experience I just have to point out there are no oh there's a new lesbian bar in San Francisco finally and it makes me very happy I've not been but I hope it's fantastic because there were no lesbian bars here and that is unacceptable <laughs> anyway um, so with all the the renaissance not even renaissance but the, the emergence of hookup apps um, a lot of people were saying well like maybe gay bars aren't going to really exist anymore because the goal was mostly to go get laid and now you don't need a bar to go do that Um, but it's so now at least from my experience gay bars aren't really where you go to hook up it's where you go to hang out with the other gay friends and it's just sort of like a meeting place, and I know a lot of gay bars here in San Francisco have sort of invested in the community. Like I know a lot of them support like the local queer softball teams and stuff like that. So the role that gay bars play in the community has changed, I think, for the better because it's it's you know it's usually as a gay man when you go you'll run into a bunch of people that you know and oh hey how's it going blah blah blah. Um, another good thing that I think is true universally of gay bars. The drinks are real strong and real cheap. And I appreciate that. (laughs) So I just wanted... I was just sort of musing on that last night when I was hanging out with my friends. And just like, oh, it's more of like a social thing than like a hookup thing. And I think that's pretty grand. But I mean, also... I mean, like, you can still probably go and get laid plenty fine. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree.
0: Also, I had a lot of cheap, strong drinks last night.
1: <laughs> I think I was talking about that uh, with somebody who I love who's uh, becoming single and, and coming out into the world, and they, uh, she wants to go to lesbian bars, mm-hmm. but where she's from, there are none, oh. and there's only, like, a gay bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not the most welcoming of gay bars, because it is very much for men.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there's, like, maybe a ladies' hour at random times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Tuesdays. Right. It's a ladies' hour.
1: But also, like, my friend is bi. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and wants to meet ladies. And so, in, at ladies' hour, ladies want to meet ladies for ladies. And don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to meet by ladies. Oh, that's <laughs> so sad. it's uh, so she's like, I want a bi bar. <laughs> I want a bi bar with a lady corner. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've realized I've or I've noticed too. I think in no small part because um, until very recently there there was a good stint where there were no lesbian bars in um, San Francisco that there's there's certain gay bars in the Castro show that, like, I don't necessarily feel comfortable bringing um, female friends to, because I don't think they would be welcomed or feel comfortable there. But there are plenty of bars that it's just, like, all all the queers, all the allies, like, everyone is just showing up. Yeah. And, like, in, in research that I've done for various writing projects of the Castro, like, from the 70s on, in the 70s it was very, like, the, the Castro was just for gay men, and it was like, oh, black guys go to that bar, Latino guys go to that bar, leather daddies go to that... Like, it was all very segregated, um, and that is becoming less true, yeah. which I am all for.
1: Yeah, no, same, and I think now it's... I don't know. I'm not a member of the community Uh, so and I'm an outside peruser Mm -hmm. I've also seen there's a lot of safe place bars like those that do serve specifically uh, Spanish speaking Latino men Mm -hmm. that are disappearing Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: that's sad yeah (laughs) like you know and and like that these are safe places but also it's, it's a strange time to be in where it's like a middle ground where things are becoming safer but they're not safe yet right and uh, to be somebody who wants to be an ally and like with my friend wants to go with her to a bar so she feels safe and can enjoy herself but also I would I shouldn't go to those bars (laughs) all the time necessarily Mm -hmm. because I'm not there (laughs) for the hookup or for like, like I'm supporting this person from, from the outside, here, you, you have her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I offer you up, her up to you like lambs to the slaughter.
1: I mean, it should go to those bars, but also, like, because it's a safe place, I want everybody there to feel safe. And right, right, my right. presence might not actually make people feel safe. Mm. And I want to make sure that that's, yeah. like, that is uh, you know... That I'm an imperfect ally at best. Yeah, yeah. And I want people to feel safe. You're a great wing lady, though. (laughs) I am very good at walking up to people and going, hey, you see that hot person at the bar there? They're real into you and don't want to talk to you because they're scared about leaving the bar. But that seat is yours if you want it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't? Great. I'm going to that other
0: person now. (laughs) Moving on. Next. Anyway. Anyway. Uh Claire, yeah. what's the guy you got you hot Mother?
1: Um, okay, Shake Up in the Romance World, and it's uh-huh. hilarious and okay. strange and weird. Okay. So, um, if you are a follower of romance on Twitter, you would find out that very recently a romance author was caught plagiarizing a shit ton of other romance novels. Oh
0: my god. Like and
1: not even like a little bit. So she uh and she published she like big name romance authors, too. So, like, mm-hmm. Courtney Milan is, like, she's a big romance author and has a lot of books out. She writes her own books. She doesn't, like, do ghostwriting. And But this other author just straight up took her words <gasps> and just popped it into her own book. And then when she was caught, and everybody's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, no, no, no. See, um, actually, I use ghost writers. Like, you use ghost ghost writers and then they even somebody looked up how much money she makes on amazon because she self-published so you can Uh do that and it wasn't enough like why would you pay somebody to write a romance novel for you when you're only gonna make 400 bucks
0: i mean i wouldn't do that but i also wouldn't say no to somebody giving me 400 dollars.
1: but so this person um i think Let me see if I can look up their name. Christine uh, Soraya. S-E-R-R-U-Y-A. Stole from every romance (gasps) author. Just like, almost as if she just flipped through their books, picked passages, and stuffed them into her own. (gasps) Like a weird AI or something. Just like, (laughs) this and this and this and this and this.
0: Are we certain that she's a human?
1: Honestly, no. Mm. Well, and here's what's really pissing people off. So... One of her books, specifically one that's got a lot of plagiarizing in it, was nominated for a big romance award. (gasps) Self-published, too, by the way.
0: The intrigue. Oh, the plot thickens. And
1: it it used passages from somebody else's book who hadn't been allowed to be up for that same award in the previous years because the award only recently became open to self-published authors. (gasps)
0: <gasps> oh. Oh M-
1: Yeah. It's like romance Twitter blew the fuck up that day. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> I would love to see that.
1: Oh, oh my god. Like everybody just I guess
0: I could just look at our Twitter. Well, well
1: and there was there was a whole bunch of people who were who were like that's crazy. And then two like tweets later, "Oh my god, she did it to me too." <laughs> Finding their own words in her books.
0: Oh my god! Like
1: we, it, it, we went nuts. Like people were going crazy. It was, it was insane. It was insane. Hell
0: scandal.
1: And like, like the 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 Rita Awards. I think it was a Rita. I'm not quite sure. They were all like, oh, um, we're figuring it out, and we don't know. Like, like, oh. like they were like, everybody oh, was just like them. And then there was a huge uh, hashtag thing where it's like, I write my own books. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so it was like, fuck this bitch fuck this bitch it was i mean oh my god so that was crazy but i also wanted to bring up a sk- scandal that's old okay um because we didn't bring it up before and i only recently found out about this so santino Hassel wrote um one of the books that we read which was um i think illegal contact
0: yes the football one
1: yes the football one and we both enjoyed reading that yeah and a lot of people did, actually. A lot of people really like Santino's work, and we're excited to have an author who is um, writing mail for mail who was actually a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and and also, apparently, Santino uh, was ill and sent that out to his followers that I'm ill and needed help with medical bills, and <sighs> people paid in.
0: Mm mm i'm uh, not gonna go
1: over all of this because uh, it's all on the internet santino is not who they say they are catfished everybody was not sick just took money <gasps> uh like if like and i think it was kind of around the time that we were even doing the book that this life- oh no <laughs> we were part of the problem we part of the problem Oh, so um, I'm not going to get into it. There's a ton on the internet about this. It's also has like Rita award winning author, like all kinds of stuff going on. Just you can look it up. It all went down last year. Uh, oh, it's a lot. Um, nobody's quite sure what was going on or what happened. Like there's still a lot that people are kind of taken apart. So you can just look that up and I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Romance crises. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so... That's nuts! Yes.
0: Uh, it's so crazy, too, because I can't imagine that... I mean, we we saw the, the first one, the more recent one, who played Dress. She's not making very much money. No. So why do it? Right. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, we should have seen this coming. Speaking of... Claire, what did we read this episode?
1: Well, this episode we read Psychics. <laughs> we read Not in the Oh, I should like because of as per usage, I didn't say the whole book title the last Ugh. time. Not in the Cards, an Oracle Bay novel book one by Amy Sissel, I think. Mm-hmm. C I S S E L. And um, Soulmates Inc. by Bill Esel. E I S E L <laughs> E. Good. Yeah. Um Uh yeah. Both of them Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Both of them about psychics. Great. So shall we get into it?
0: Let's get into it. Let's
1: get into it. Soulmates Inc. by Belle Isel. Some ghosts need to talk. Others seek revenge. A few hope to scare. And some just wanna have fun. <clears throat> Strange forces behind the grave are invading Seattle. What's an everyday psychic like Owen Green supposed to do? Owen sees ghosts. He talks to them, too. Orchid James is Owen's best friend, a yoga teacher, who knows about Owen's abilities and helps him deal with the day-to-day drama of living with the dead. When a young librarian vanishes, Owen and Orchid set out to solve the mystery. Their adventures take them into an underworld of supernatural dance parties, smoking hot demons, a haunted mansion where ghosts, and humans, uh, put pleasure ahead of all other earthly pursuits. Bill Esel spins a tale of sex, ghosts, and possible apocalypse in this fast-paced urban fantasy that proves some people wait until death to get a life.
0: <laughs> so first and foremost, I have to talk about the ti- or the cover of this book.
1: Yes. No. We normally do um, electronic books.
0: Yes. This is a physical book
1: that Neil had to take on the bus.
0: It. Yeah. That's that's my story. I'm about to tell. <laughs> so the cover is um, a shirtless man from like sole patch to mid thigh well sculpted um the seattle skyline is superimposed on his tummy and then there's a ghost hand on one of his pecs and another ghost hand reaching down his pants
1: down his pants right down his pants
0: at least as as if a ghost has come up behind him and is doing dirty but i
1: think it's two different ghosts one's a lady ghost and one's a dude ghost
0: Oh, yeah. I should yeah. say
1: lady presenting ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ghost. Oh, it does. It looks like two two different ghosts. Yeah. In any case, um, so I had to read this on the bus or the train. And there was one day that I was on my way to work and I was s- sitting down reading it. And a man sat down next to me with a young child in his lap um, or like on the little strappy things. I don't know. And I was reading it, and the kid was, like, staring at the cover for a long time. And then I was real tempted to turn to the guy and be like, Sorry, I just made you sound gay.
1: <laughs> the baby had a sexual awakening right there.
0: Right there. Kids, kids are just growing up younger and younger <laughs> these days. <laughs> anyway, so, uh... Seattle. Yes. Present day. Yes. Owen Green sees ghosts. Yes. Um and in this world, uh ghosts are a well known secret.
1: Uh oh, that was a point of contention for me. <laughs> Cause it did seem at first that nobody else knows about it, and Owen is just struggling through this by himself. And then it seemed like in fact, it's more like heroin, where a ton of people know about it, and you're, they're not talking about their friends and family. Right. Well,
0: he's... Like, he's it's
1: like It's just like there's too much underground things happening. There, there's whole festivals devoted to ghosts.
0: There wasn't a festival?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was like Burning Man. They didn't actually go there in the book.
0: They talked oh, about it. Oh, well, no. That Okay, okay, okay. So, he is a warden? Is that what it's called?
1: No, no, no. It's a... Um, no, it starts with an S. It's a sentry. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, sentry. He's a sentry, so he is able to see and communicate with ghosts. And um, apparently, in this reality, when ghosts go inside people, it's like the best sex ever.
1: Constant orgasm.
0: Constant orgasm. Um, so we find. Oh, also, if only if. The, the living person consents to it. So it's called consenting. Yes. Which I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so we find out that, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's like a drug, that there are like underground places where there are people who know about it. But m- we don't come across anyone, any other human in this book, living human who can see ghosts. True. So I think when Owen... um was talking about, like, sort of it, like, he thought he was the only one, because he was the only one who was, like, aware. Yeah. And then we've, like, there's one point where he's, like, he doesn't know any other sentries. Like, it's hard for them to even, like, have a, like, a forum somewhere, so, like, he doesn't know any other sentries. Yeah. So most of the, like, sage advice he gets is from ghosts. Okay. So the book starts with his new boyfriend Scotty taking a shower. Scotty's (laughs) like, Oh, somebody's here. Oh, I think it's a ghost. And then uh, it's just like, well, I guess I'll jerk off now. <laughs> oh, the ghost is inside me. Mm, orgasm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it goes, and then we like meet Owen.
1: And Owen's nice.
0: Owen's very nice. Yeah. I,
1: I actually liked Owen. Yeah.
0: Um, And his best friend. I
1: didn't know why he was dating Scott. <laughs>
0: Well, there was one point where he said, uh, like, he, he just loved fucking him. Yeah. And it said, like, someone told him that lust can only get you so far, but he was getting a good amount of mileage out of it. Yeah. So he just, I don't, yeah, I don't know why they were boyfriends, but they were fucking a lot and having a good time.
1: Yeah. Also, Scott just finished his new favorite book ever, which is Fountainhead.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oy. Okay, so uh Owen and his friend Orchid, who's a yoga teacher, and they've known each other since college, um toodle about and then they both learn independently that their other friend Becky, who works at the downtown library, has Disappeared. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, oh no, is she dead? What's happening? And then Owen hears her voice in his head. Which means that she's dead and he falls into some lettuce. ah <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: To school and there's like a compost bin in the back. And, and like he
0: falls into a giant thing of lettuce. Yeah, he falls
1: into like the compost giant lettuce bin or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like, so bizarre. I wasn't quite sure what was happening. I just right. knew he was like sort of having an epileptic seizure because of the, the voices in his head and he just passed out and in it's, lettuce. Yeah.
0: So also, and the lettuce was
1: in his hair for an exceedingly long amount of time. And then he ate it.
0: Yeah! Oh! Um, so also he can only see ghosts if they decide to be seen. Right. And other times he just hears them... And the
1: first ghost he sees is Attila the Hun.
0: In the book, the first yes. time in, uh, Yeah. Um, and then he's, like, trying to talk to him. And it's very obvious that this ghost does not speak English. But then he's like, I want to help you. It's like, he doesn't speak English, bro. Um, so they're trying to figure... So they're like, oh my god, Becky's dead. What are we gonna do? And then they decide to... Uh, <laughs> and then they decide... To go look... Go to the library where she worked. And she was the front desk person at, like, the archives part. Yeah. So it's, like, a, a room full of old books that you can't... You can look at, but you can't check out or anything. So he's, like, sensing whatever's happening. And then all of a sudden, one of the books has a mouth. Uh-huh. And a tongue comes out. And yeah. then they are books covered with tongues. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And he's like, oh, shit! Yeah, and
1: there's, like, it's... It's kind of sexual, but it's also kind of monster scary, like it's going to eat yeah. you. And it was hard to tell what the author was going for. It's like, is it sexy that the book is tonguing his body?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 no, hold, hold on. Let, I just need to repeat a sentence that you just said. <laughs> is it sexy that the book is tonguing his body? <laughs> this is our lives now. This
1: is- it was, it's so great. Yeah, no, I wasn't quite sure. And then it was obviously scary.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Though some a uh, character mentions later, like, oh you ran away? Mm, too bad you might have enjoyed it. Ugh. Anyway. Um and so blah, blah, blot, they find essentially they find out that um Becky was murdered. And she was murdered because she had stolen a book. Yes. And used it to cast a spell. Yes. To bring her father back from the dead. Yes. So that she could talk to him.
1: Right. But so the the, the spell is much bigger than that. It wasn't just like... Because the book was like, hey, read me. I've got all the secrets you want. It and was she's possessed like, by a tongue cool. So like, she reads the book and it's like this spell. This is the one you want. And it, it's not just like bring back her dad. It was like, open the gates... And all the bad ghosts ever are coming out.
0: Yes. And demons are going to walk the earth. Armageddon. And all
1: the good ghosts are actually going to, like, sort of disappear.
0: Yeah. Um, so... Ghost, Ghost Ghost Um, over the course of the book, some stuff that happens. Scotty's possessed by the ghost of a serial killer. Yep. Um...
1: Who cannot stop fucking him. And making him fuck other things. Including other ghosts. Yep. There's a ghost orgy.
0: Yeah, there in was Scotty's a ghost orgy body. in Scotty's body. Scotty's body. Um there's a like the the most haunted house in Seattle is uh occupied by the ghost of a of a society lady and her entourage, and there's just like party party all the time. And everybody there has to be naked, including the humans. Uh huh. So whenever Owen goes, he has to strip. Um,
1: and it does seem like he has been there for fun before. Yes, and yeah, he has yeah.
0: the baseball player. Yeah. Oh God. Um, also, there were points too. He was like, it was talking about the baseball player, and I was like, oh, his b- impressive bat and stuff like that. Like it used very weird euphemisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. then later, it's just like his dangling schlong, and I was like, what? Okay, just what? Anyway. What are we even? What are we even?
1: But then, the, and also the, the the lady collects things like fire sprites. Magic carpet, A magic carpet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. a yeah. magic suit of armor.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's a professor there that teaches. A dead ghost professor. A dead ghost professor who teaches Owen. <laughs> that has to be said. The, okay. The only living characters we're going to be talking about are Owen Orchids and Scotty.
1: Right. Or Orgid's yoga friend.
0: Oh, yeah. Raj? Yes. Yes. Um,
1: Exceedingly hot. Very nice. He sounded
0: real nice to look at.
1: Oh, yeah, he did.
0: Um, So the the ghost professor is like, let me tell you about all the things you need to know. Whatever. Um, It turns out that some librarians from the public library came to this mansion and took some books, including this spell book, so that it influenced Becky. And because she's the one who cast the spell that basically threw open the gates of hell, she's the only one that can close it. So some demons haunted her down and killed her so that she couldn't end the spell.
1: Right. And now some other demons are after her ghost so that her ghost also can't end the spell.
0: Right. And another demon we meet is... Malthus. Uh-huh. Who sounds real nice to look at.
1: Oh yeah. Like
0: though on- he showed up in Orchid's house and that's not okay. No,
1: it was not okay, but also I was like, Yes, this is the book I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want the book. Where a demon protector guy is like, oh no, I'm attracted to this lady yoga teacher who's obviously real hot and I need to protect her, but I don't know why. Like, that's the only time I imagine somebody not understanding their own feelings when they're a demon who hasn't interacted with humanity for a while, not understanding that he's in love or attracted. Yep, on board then. And also wants to protect her slash wants to have sex with her. That's the book I want to read. That wasn't this book.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's also a ghost nightclub with a ghost DJ. Uh That was fun. Um, Yeah. And then uh, Armageddon's about to happen, and then they stop it in, like, three pages. Yes. And that kind of upset me. Um, So there's this big music festival happening on Capitol Hill, and... Uh, they get to the stage, and the new band Armageddon is playing, and it turns out that it's Lilith and this other librarian who's actually a demon who's in cahoots with all them right. and another demon, and and they're, like, pretending to be a death metal band, but Lilith is using the spell book to, like, sing out in tongues, and, like, this pit opens up, and tentacles come out and, like, snatch people, yep, and everyone in the crowd is just like, good special effects, man! And then they stop it in two pages, and then Oh, and Orchid gets killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. The other librarian kills Orchid. I have to say, I would, could, we find out that the first time that Orchid and Owen met was at a party and she was on the roof about to commit suicide.
1: Yeah. And then he had to, like.
0: Dudes. Yeah. And then he had to, like, fix her with his friendship and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then she ends up dying.
1: Yeah. 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 Anyway, weird.
0: So, but Uh, then at the very end, um, she is like, "Hey, Drew, uh, Owen." You and me. She calls him Boo, which is kind of cute because <laughs> oh, he sees ghosts. It's kind of
1: cute because he sees ghosts. Um, it was a little weird, but also with the way it was introduced, where she's just like, "Hey, Boo," and I'm like, I suddenly she's like, "Hey, Boo!" And he's like, <laughs> 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 like, while, I was like, "Why is she scaring him?"
0: <laughs> no, she just calls him Boo. No,
1: I got that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: um, <laughs> Like, honestly, I was like, "What?"
0: So they start to the get Armageddon and then as it ghost, she's like, Owen, we should charge people to help ghosts. We'll call it Soulmates Inc. Yeah. End of book.
1: End of book. Um, so Claire did a bad <laughs> and picked a book that is also not a romance novel again.
0: No, <laughs> so I will say something that I super appreciated, um, cause Scotty got involved. They got rid of the ghost, sort of. But then he got involved and they were like, oh, well, we need to kick the demon out of the book. And Scotty's like, I'm a big, beefy dude. Demons like, things want to possess me. So he sort of like, volunteered himself. And then after they stop our- Armageddon, there's like a bit of an epilogue. Mm-hmm. And Scotty and Owen are hanging out, and we find out that they ended up breaking up, but they're still friends. Yeah. I'm like, great. Because I think this is the first time that's ever happened in right. one of these books. And I read. also
1: do feel like that Owen and like, Owen and Orchid are soulmates. They yeah. are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And they're just friends. Like, it's a very platonic soulmate ship, and I appreciate that. So that's kind of where I'm going to say that this is what this is. This is a friendship romance book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but And a Stop Armageddon book.
1: And a Stop Armageddon <laughs> and, book. I
0: mean, like, they both had love interests. They did. And, like... Sc- Owen and Scotty were already together and their relationship wasn't really part of the plot. But Orchid had a crush on her yoga teacher, Raj. And they sort of like, kind of start, like if she didn't get murdered, they probably would have started dating. Yeah. So Um, we saw that relationship develop a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I will say, okay, so there's a part where they go into purgatory Mm -hmm. and it's sort of Orchid's purgatory. I will say that, uh... I thought that was interesting. That where this book fell short is how Owen learned to do those spells. It literally just skipped that part. And I was like, oh, that's another 50 pages this book could have had.
0: (laughs) He just just got handed a scroll. It's fine. Where things happen. You just got to read it once. Just
1: got to read it once. It was... uh, There were times I was genuinely into this book. And I was like, oh, I want to know what happens next. And actually, the world building isn't too terrible. And some of the ghost stuff is interesting. And I don't even mind the ghost sex stuff. Like, there's times when I'm reading other books that are just about, you know, magic stuff and I'm like, why are we taking all human sexuality out of everything else when it's not about sex? Mm -hmm. So, if it's not about sex, it's completely neutered. Yeah. Which is always upsetting and I like that this was like, no, no, no. It's like, there's also ghosts like to have sex so we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. People do too. So, what's in it? Ghosts
0: have sex with people. Ghosts have sex with other ghosts.
1: So, it wasn't a neurotic book because... Nothing about this felt er- erotic at all.
0: No, there we we did see a blowjob. Yeah, but it kind of got skipped over.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a. Sexy and
0: there was book. A, there was a fair amount of nudity. Yeah, but it wasn't sexual. It, nope. I mean, like it sort of like the atmosphere was because like at the haunted house, the idea being like everybody's naked, so who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, but like there were very few sexual things that happened in the house while everybody was naked.
1: Yeah, I kind of just... And then it got a little contrived near the end. I think a couple of more drafts, and this would have been a pretty solid book.
0: Yeah! Um... There were a few typos too.
1: Yeah, like thing and think kept getting mixed up mm-hmm. the whole book.
0: There was one time where. <laughs> like there
1: wasn't a time when they were really in the proper place.
0: There was a, one point where he meant to say, like, a few of something and he said a flu of something. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was
1: cute. It's like, it's like a Claire also, mistake.
0: The, the formatting is crazy. Yeah, the, the, yeah. There are whole blank pages.
1: Yeah, this is a. I think this is a self published <laughs> book. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and like. And I just feel bad. Oh, I don't know. Oh,
0: it says it has a a press.
1: Well, whoever the publisher was, wasted paper because there is like whole blank pages for no good reason, um, and it's like space and a half. And
0: yeah, I was concerned because it's uh, a little over three hundred. It's like three hundred twenty pages, and I was kind of getting down to the wire, and it's like ah, but it's it's basically like. Maybe two hundred pages.
1: Yeah. Maybe. If. Yeah, so it was like I kept telling Neil I was like, You don't have to worry. It's a very short book. It's like I don't know, it looked like it was three hundred pages. It it is. But it's not.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I, I was disappointed because there were there were certain things that it just didn't make sense. Like I was upset the way Owen met Orchid because depression is way more serious than that and for somebody who because owen later in the book he is like a therapist Mm -hmm. it was like for somebody who the writer who obviously picked a character in owen who knows about those types of things and would have that grasp to write a character that starts out with orchid just being upset that a dude didn't like her and wanting to throw herself off because of that, it's just it wasn't enough
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it felt really contrived and not fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes too, it did feel like things like I thought it was a good murder mystery or the start of one mm-hmm. and like this librarian, but then it kept getting confused like I wasn't sure if the if the author really knew how well they knew this person like, are they friends with Becky or are they not friends with Becky? Did they kind of just, did Orchid know her mostly just from the three years she was in her class? Or did they actually be, were they actually good friends? Mm-hmm. Like, was Owen actually a good friend with her or just sort of, sort of. And by the, be- at the beginning it was like, oh, it's an acquaintance. And at the end yeah. it was like, they were besties the whole time.
0: What a twist.
1: Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, we need the, that relationship needs to yeah. be figured
0: out. Uh, I will appreciate um, I think Owen and Scotty are the first Asian characters we've seen.
1: Oh, that's our fault. <laughs> no. Uh. Well. She's your an adventure.
0: No, I was in Egypt. No, the one in San Francisco. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we didn't we read, read that the route, rich Asian yeah. guy's story because um, we knew it would be terrible.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Mal's mother from the previous book was uh, Filipina.
0: Okay. Okay. So, but this is the first time the main characters have been like, Asian.
1: and that's our fault. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not our author's fault. <laughs> I mean, our authors are writing a lot of white people.
0: Right. Because it's not going to say on the back of the book, like, oh, so-and-so who's, like, half black and half Korean did this, this, this. Yeah, like- I will
1: also say, I've, I've every time I've come across a book where it looked like it was an Asian character, I didn't want to read it if it looked like it was written by a white person, mm. just because of how sexualized Asian characters tend to be. hmm in a really weird kind of gross way yeah. and uh, wanted to make sure I did it right. Yeah. That's my... So past- listeners, yeah.
0: if you know uh, Asian writers who write romance novels with Asian characters, let us know. Yeah. We'll read some.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's where we are. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it, it also takes place in Seattle. And I thought this book did a good job of actually being very diverse
0: yeah uh, there yeah was yeah a lot and it, of it felt like Seattle it did. I've not spent a lot of time there. I know you've spent more time there than I have, but it, like
1: it, it did feel like Seattle yeah. like it didn't feel like it wasn't touristy Seattle it was like a lot of parks place it, Pike's place it just it felt it felt like a town mm-hmm. and uh anyway yeah i I wanted more from the book,
0: yeah the thing that kind of, this always irks me as someone who reads a lot of um, fantasy novels um, that the, like, the, the last fight, the last battle, if it's really rushed, I'm just like, why were we here? Yeah. And this one felt rushed to me.
1: Well, especially if they have a character like Lilith, that's like a main character. That's somebody you should be following an entire book.
0: No, she just showed up in a black wedding dress to sing.
1: That's insane. <laughs>
0: A lot of this book was. But, like, mostly in a good way.
1: (laughs) Alright, well. That's that book. That's that book.
0: Not in the Cards, an Oracle Bay novel, book one, by Amy Sissel. Welcome to Oracle Bay, the town where the local psychics were already expecting you. Oracle Bay has always attracted the preternaturally clairvoyant. When anyone with seer's blood in their veins Steps foot in Oracle Bay Their powers awaken They receive a visit from the psychics union And shenanigans ensue Sandy Franklin is on the run From her old life and her almost ex-husband Lured to Oracle Bay By a too-cheap-to-be-believable apartment And attached tarot reading shop She found new friends A job she didn't know was possible And an opportunity to hide from her past While building a new future When Vincent... The handsome stranger who owns most of Main Street announces he's selling Oracle Bay to stave off personal problems. Sandy and the other resident psychics devise a plan to save the town using their divination skills and a little old-fashioned sleuthing. The one thing Sandy couldn't predict was how hard she'd fall for the one man who could crush Oracle Bay and her hopes for a new life without blinking an eye. Will Sandy get a second chance at true love with the man whose past might be even more dangerous than her own? So that's what that says. Claire.
1: So angry at this book. Why? Oh my god. Oh, insanity. Insanity is Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to sum up. I'm going to sum up. Here's what happens in this book.
0: This chick... I just... Sorry, to interject real fast. Listeners, I have to say, when she just (laughs) said, I'm going to sum up, I'm going to sum up a few times, she was alternating hands. It looks like someone who's about to tell me which stocks to buy and which stocks to sell. (laughs) Very angrily and sweatily.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Here's the thing. Okay, so this chick... Uh, shows up in Oracle Bay, which is in a little island off the coast of the. I think
0: it's on the mainland.
1: It does okay on the mainland. In Washington. Washington. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes, I think it's like one of the because it references another thing Ooh. that's real. It's like little like there's a little. It's like a strip of land yes. that's like only teenily uh-huh. connected to the uh-huh. main, Yeah. Yes. I'm making uh, hand gestures it sort to it. So looks like he's voice. talking
1: about a, a penis. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh, and his like, goes down, uh-huh, and then there's like little uh-huh, like, balls. Uh huh. Like
1: a little connector. Uh huh.
0: Uh
1: huh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So she shows up at this town uh, specifically to bilk people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> She shows up with her tarot cards and is like, I
0: uh, I don't know what she went to college for, by the way. Um, she ended up majoring in business. Okay. Or accounting. Accounting.
1: She majored in accounting.
0: Yeah. Great. She wanted to do something else, but she got convinced right. to major in accounting. And but thing, she hasn't had work in several ways. Right. Years.
1: And to raise money for her accounting diploma, she, um, she read People's Tarot. Mm -hmm. and absolutely considered that cheating them out of their money. Uh, She did not not consider it that. She didn't think, oh, this is a fun entertainment that people are enjoying, or I'm a little psychic, so I'm telling their future. 100%, she felt she was a charlatan and did not mind taking people's money. So
0: drunk people's money.
1: She has to restart her life. She doesn't, uh, she gets this beautiful apartment above a tarot card reading shop that's empty, and she sits down she's like, oh, fuck it, I guess I'll do this again. And she sits down and magically she can pretty much read the cards and tell people's futures. Mm -hmm. Or presents, or past, or all the things. They've got questions, she's got answers. Um, very quickly, it it's called Oracle Bay, uh, and there are all kinds of psychics who work there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's tourists who just show up here so they can have all the psychics read. I don't know, like how it says
0: there's a pretty big tourist yeah, industry. Either they do way, like autumn festivals. There's
1: all, all union. Mm-hmm. It's more like a guild.
0: Yeah, but there was there was one point where um, the main character Sandy, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, short for Cassandra.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Uh, like, she was never pro union before, but now she gets health insurance and paid vacation. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah fuck you, you bitch. Cause you That's married. Exact- rich, I was so angry about, about
1: that. Well, yeah. That was, she's like, I've never been pro union before. Yeah. Cause you're the worst. <laughs> anyway. So, so she sets up her shop and she's on the run from her ex-husband. So she's perfectly happy that he may not know where she is. Aaron. He finds yeah. out right away. Yeah. And he's kind of chasing her down just to get her back, but to get her back just because he doesn't like losing. Yeah. Uh,
0: he's a garbage person.
1: The next person to show up in town is Vincent. Mm-hmm. And Vincent is a formerly rich person, currently rich person, who owns a large portion of the town. And has to sell it because he's been caught up in a scam at work where he's sort of being blackmailed for embezzling. He's
0: being framed.
1: He's being framed for embezzling and blackmailed in some ways because the business is like, hey, look, if you just pay back the money, we won't press charges. Yeah. (laughs) So... Blackmailed, embezzled, framed. I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Um, So he's got to raise the funds, which is Mm -hmm. a couple million dollars. Um, And one of the ways is selling this parts of the town that he owns, which is only worth a million and a half dollars, apparently. You can't buy a house for that in San Francisco, by the way. (laughs) But you can buy half of a town. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, it depends on the town. Oracle Bay. Oracle Bay. (laughs) Which seems lovely, by the way. It does. (laughs) It
1: seems like real soup's cute.
0: I, every single bartender in this book is one of the best people ever. Yes. They, like, are on their shit. They have their heads on their shoulders. They, like, interject into conversations in just the right way. It's like... Hey, lady, you want to go out with this guy? Because he wants to go out with you. Great. Guy, you're going to pick her up at 7 tomorrow. This is where you're going to take her. You're welcome. Bye.
1: Yep. (laughs) So Vincent shows up and uh, he doesn't believe in oracles or any of that, like fortune tellers, but he ends up in Sandy's shop um, and gets his fortune read and she knows all, you know, they're instantly attracted to each other. She knows all about his life. Like Things are going to happen, but uh, we quickly find out, like the guild union, also understands that he owns half the town, and they're worried, like, oh no, is he going to have to sell? Is what's he even here
0: for? Yeah, he's here to to sell it to a developer, right? And they're convinced that they'll make it look like a cookie cutter seaside town. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah.
1: That, yeah, and so they they want sandy to go on a date with vincent so that she can try to get information out of him
0: she's terrible at it
1: she's terrible at it she never asks him any important questions and just falls for him immediately and he falls for her immediately this is love at first sight and they are into each other Mm -hmm. there's not a there's not a moment in so many of our books there's moments where like they're like i don't know what i'm feeling they're like oh i'm hot for this person and i think i'm in love (laughs) I was like oh okay. oh okay that was easy. <laughs> um, one thing I appreciated about Sandy was she was like, look, I just got out of a really shitty divorce situation. I'm still kind of married. Like, maybe now's not a great time to date. And he's like, oh okay, that makes sense. I'll just kind of back off a little bit, but I'm super into you. She's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> oh okay, how very adult. <laughs> right.
0: There was there was one point where. Like they go on a couple dates and he kissed her on the cheek or something and she's kvetching to one of the other psychics. Like, why didn't he kiss me? Blah, blah, blah. So on the next date, surprise, surprise, this has never been done ever. This isn't a thing anyone can ever do. She kisses him first. (gasps) Ladies, if you want to kiss a guy, just kiss him. It's fine. So she kisses him first and he's like, oh, I've been, I'm so glad that you did that. Like, I've been wanting to kiss you for so long. And she's like, well, why didn't you? And he's like, you're going through a really shitty divorce, so I didn't want to like make you feel like you were being pressured into anything. And he does that through the whole book. Yeah. He lets her essentially decide the terms or like the speed of their relationship because it's like you, you got out of a terrible relationship, you're figuring stuff out, like just let me know. Yeah. He's kind of the best.
1: Yeah, honestly, Vincent's Vincent's great. and and I said, like, Sandy's the worst and fuck you at the top. But honestly, she's fine too. Like she's
0: fine too, because also this book, when she is talking to the other psychics, um there are too many psychics, There's
1: too many., uh, we're not going to name them because I don't want to get into it.
0: I know, but and they're they- all
1: single, So all of the rest of the books are about
0: them I, right. they all they each are a different type of psychic two like one does tea leaves hand reading crystal balls scrying bone casting bones astrology whatever whatever um i forget what i was saying yeah
1: there's lots of psychics look vincent and sandy they're fine like yeah get together don't get together and they don't have a lot that's actually impeding the relationship except for um except for that she's still in the midst of a divorce Mm -hmm. with a caricature and he's... Uh, he's going through this embezzlement framing fra- fraud problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: remember what I was going to okay, say. Okay, go ahead. She was talking to the other psychics. and like, oh yeah, this is what my relationship with Aaron was like. And they're all like, girl, he was gaslighting you. Yeah. They like pointed out to her, like, this is the way that he was being manipulative and emotionally abusive. And
1: and sometimes physically abusive.
0: And physically abusive. And it's like, now that you're aware of it, hopefully... That can help prevent you against it from getting worse. And it does. There are times where she's like, her knee-jerk reaction is to respond one way. And she's like, no. No, no. No. He's being a dick. A monster, monster dick. I don't have to feel guilty about this. (laughs) Right. So I did appreciate that.
1: I did too. And in fact, like, I'm going to say, if it weren't for this other thing I'm going to bring up in just a second. I probably would have even sort of enjoyed this book. Here's the problem. (laughs) We find out pretty quickly that Vincent was, in fact, Aaron's old boss. Yeah. And that Aaron is the one who embezzled all that money.
0: And framed him for it. And
1: framed him. I don't like that. It was too easy. Like, the moment we discover, like... So Vincent's come over for like a date thing. Aaron's come over to be an abusive husband and they see each other and they're sort of like, you. And and she's like, oh, I didn't know that Vincent was Aaron's boss. And it's like, yeah, no, because it's terrible. What? No, I don't. Stop that. No book. Turn. No, go back book. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I don't. I don't actually need that.
0: <laughs> also, it took her a real long time to figure out the connection with the IT girl.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz she knows she, she she's finally leaving Aaron because she caught him cheating on her with this girl from the IT department from his office. Right and right away
1: vincent is like you know who's probably the embezzler somebody from the it department where i worked
0: because i told them we were doing an audit and then the next thing i know and sandy's just like oh okay and then me reading it, i'm like it department aren't you a psychic (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) yeah
1: I rarely saw the psychic abilities come into play except for once, which is another reason why I didn't particularly like the book. Right. There was like one time where psychic abilities were coming into play. Other than that, it just seemed like regular old sleuthing and trying to right. figure shit like, out.
0: It was because of her psychic powers that she became aware of the whole situation. And then from then on. But also, the thing that was kind of a letdown for me was all the stuff. Because he was from Portland. He was from Portland. So all of this stuff was going down in Portland. So it's like, oh, well, we figured out this bit of information. And then Vincent would have to go back to Portland to, like, do something. Do anything about it. And then we would just, like, stay with the psychics in Oracle Bay. And they'd be like, gee, I, I sure hope everything's going fine in Portland right now. And then he'd come back and they'd be like, oh, we need to find the next bit of information. Right, even and, like, though
1: sometimes the book was from Vincent's perspective. Uh-huh. So we could have been in Portland with him. No uh but no couldn't do that yeah and it's just like, I, <sighs> <sighs> okay and all the other psychics all the other psychics it's like okay so here's what happens in like a comedy where it's it's like oh i'm watching a tv show and it's a, a sitcom new person shows up everybody just sort of becomes their best friends instantly mm-hmm. and then immediately wants to make sure their love life is perfect Yes. Like, that's what... And it was, like, very annoying. <laughs> and I, I wasn't quite sure about it. And then they're having some side relationship things that are now where part of the next books. Like, one woman is dating a sheep herder, and they have a problem. Know- and the
0: guy has the beef, like, used to date the, the barista, the guy who owns the coffee shop. Right. And it's, like, obviously written in such a way that the writer's like, ooh, I'm laying down this groundwork so that when it pops up again... They'll be surprised. Then they'll say, oh, you know what? It makes sense. I'm like, no, I know right away that the gay psychic and the guy who owns the coffee shop used to fuck and something happened and they're not talking anymore. Yeah. Like, right, like, from the first scene where they walk in and they had cold stares at each other. It's like, oh, they used to fuck, obviously. (laughs) One of them's being a bitch about it and like, oh, well. But that's one of the next books.
1: Right. The next Uh, book
0: is Misty. I looked. Yeah. I don't think the other ones are out yet.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, I think to- Anyway, so uh, the only time their psychic things really, really come into play mm-hmm. is when they have obviously predicted that earthquake tsunami that we're all waiting for to happen in the uh, north. West region and they're like that's gonna so this is the weirdest thing that happens in this book so like happy happy figure out romancing the worst thing ever is coming and it's gonna be so awful and i think
0: there's gonna be a lot of death happy happy, happy, like, happy romance, romance. also i'm pretty sure the guy who owns the brewery is satan Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to keep keep rinsing out of jail. The world is going to end soon. I oh I kinda, okay. I
1: feel like there was a lot of groundwork laid for this to be like slice of life, um, romance with some fun psychic world building
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: then the author had like some dice that had some fun images on it and she Mm -hmm. threw those and that's where we got the other
0: things (laughs) (laughs) i
1: I cannot stress enough how annoying it was to have the ex-husband Aaron be the former employee of vincent yeah like and that she didn't know this connection already yeah
0: the fact she was
1: a trophy wife the fact she would have been a trophy wife at that work functions. Work functions. Yes. She would have met Vincent already.
0: She went to every one of those well, Christmas Well, not only parties, that, but, like, it.
1: Aaron complained about Vincent all the time.
0: And he never used his name. Right,
1: apparently. Uh, Nobody does that. Yeah. Or, I mean, it just, she would have known.
0: Yeah. Also, the name of their company was Crystal Corp. I know. They make crystals
1: so they don't have there's so if you're looking for a romance novel that doesn't have any sex in it this is the one because huh. um, I I I I <laughs> there was there was actually no impediment to their relationship really
0: other than the fact that he might go to jail
1: yeah my he wasn't though we knew like that i mean i guess that he might go to it's not, that's an impediment if you were upset about that but she didn't seem upset about that at all <sighs> everybody knew right away that oh he was probably being framed um he ends up selling the the town to one of the psychics misty for mm-hmm. like a thousand bucks yeah so that he can have this huge tax write-off or something yeah yeah, yeah. so now she owns the town uh so he doesn't have to worry about it. He also hates cookie cutter towns. Yep. Um, the developer was actually kind of a funny character.
0: Yeah. There's
1: there's this really interesting scene. Oh, there's a whole thing that happens. I haven't even gotten there. I think his oh.
0: name is Darwin.
1: Yes, Darwin. And Darwin is like, I work for this. Like, I'm trying to make this such a great place. Like these other towns. You know, we're... We've really like rehabilitated them. Like he thinks gentrification and cookie cutters are a good thing, but yeah. he genuinely believes that it is soul. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of funny about him. It was like, "Oh, I'm, I mean, you're wrong, but this is hilarious." <laughs> oh, and so that's cute. They sort of recruited him to be kind of a spy, but it didn't really work out. Right. Oh, and then Aaron shot uh Sandy.
0: <laughs> or hired someone to shoot her.
1: I think it was him.
0: No, cuz she said she didn't recognize the voice.
1: Look, it was weird enough that it was dark. Anyway. 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 Shot. She was shot.
0: Like in the shoulder.
1: Yeah, but still
0: shot. But still. Shot.
1: Yeah. Shot shot, yeah. Shot, shot, shot. 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 And it came out of nowhere.
0: I, literally. <laughs> I like, literally. She
1: was shot?
0: Like, she she finally stood up to him, and then like 30 minutes later, He's, she gets shot.
1: By a hired killer or himself. Like, yeah. One of those. could figure it out. And, um and the judge was like she didn't see it coming she didn't she's not that psychic <laughs> and none of the other psychics stopped it either even though they had predicted something terrible happening again it's the tsunami earthquake yeah <laughs> they're not specific about it but that's what it is yeah so i guess in some later book they have to
0: stop Save the that world? i don't know
1: i don't know anyway it was uh, interesting disappointing read
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing too, is that they're like, okay, well we need to like, so Misty reads palms and apparently if she shakes hands with someone, Uh she knows everything about them. Yes. And so she shakes hands with Aaron and she's like, I know he did it. We just need to find the evidence. Okay. Room full of psychics. What can we do? Mm, Let's talk to Vincent. (laughs) You're not gonna look in your crystal ball.
1: <laughs> You're not, gonna throw, You're the not bones? gonna throw
0: the bones. Like, <laughs> You're not what you doing? Reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> reach out and, and touch. touch me. Yeah, it was like they didn't think to use their psychic powers to be like, okay, what should we do next? Where can we find evidence? How do we? Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, and then it, it wrapped <sighs> up in a very neat, nice bow.
0: Except for the end of the world coming. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean,
1: what can we do about that? Me. Anyway, it was fine. I do appreciate the fact that Vincent was...
0: Also Satan got into a bar fight with some angels. That's true. (laughs) So bizarre. You see, the thing for me is like... For the first half of the book, it's like, okay, psychics are real. Mm -hmm. There are people who can predict the future. And then there's one point that all of a sudden there are angels... There are devils.
1: There's Greek gods. There's
0: Greek gods. Two of the psychics aren't human. Right. They're just pretending to be. Yeah. It's just like it, what is
1: happening. It just all felt like it could anything could be true now. Yeah. I was like, oh, you need this book needs like 200 more pages and a little bit more explanation and some not and some less very neat like coming together things like yeah. I didn't know like tonally I wasn't sure where this book was like.
0: I will say, though, I did appreciate that at the end um, when Vincent and Sandy were like, great, I'm not going to prison and we're still into each other. I have to wrap up some stuff in Portland, but I'll buy a place here and I'll like be here part time and we can like get to know each other and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like they didn't get married. No, they didn't. They were like, oh, let's start our lives. Or, like, yeah. start getting to know each other and all that stuff. Yeah. Which I did appreciate.
1: I appreciate that, too. I, again, like, I don't actually He was
0: a... very adult about everything. Yeah. And Sandy, too, when she's like, oh, shit, I've been emotionally and psychologically manipulated for the past however many years I've been married. Uh, I really wish that she had been like, you know what? I need to be single for a while. Let's talk in a couple years, Vincent. Because hmm. that's really what she needs. Right. But, I mean, and they're going to take it pretty slow. Yeah. I don't know. Like towards the end, she was like, Oh, what if we move in together? Yeah. I'm just like, oh girl. I, look, I
1: I thought Vincent was great. He as, was great. As far as like a romantic like lead goes. Uh it was just such a weird book.
0: It was kind of a weird book. <laughs> the cover's really fun.
1: Yeah, I know I agree. Yeah. All right.
0: That was that book. That was that book. That was that book. Hey, Claire. Yeah. You're ready to fuck Mary Kill?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first.
0: Okay. Claire. Fuck Mary Kill.
1: Uh-huh. Owen. Uh-huh.
0: Sandy. Uh-huh. And Misty. Ooh. Three of our psychics. Mmm.
1: Um I think I'm gonna. Okay, I think I'm gonna marry Misty. Yeah. Cause she owns part a t- of a town, most
0: of a nice little town,
1: and it seems like an adorable town.
0: Also, she's brassy, and I like it. She's
1: really into pun names for uh, businesses. Oh my
0: god, I love it!
1: And all um, the
0: all the stores have punny names, and I love it so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and she wants to ensure that keeps happening, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay.
0: She wants next to the the like the Charles Dickens bookstore. She wants to open a bar called Olive or Twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. Oh yeah.
1: So I think I'm gonna marry her. Um, I think I'm gonna fuck Owen. Okay. Uh, because he seems he's a nice guy. Yeah. And also he seemed like fun mm-hmm. and experience. Like could be a good time. Mm-hmm. Like and I think it's like in he's like into fun stuff. Yeah. So sure. I don't think I'd want to be in the long term. I don't think I could take care of somebody like that.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: But short-term, sure. Um, so, which just means I'm going to kill Sandy. If in part only because she obviously doesn't know that her name is Cassandra and that that's an important psychic. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, right? Uh, what is it? It's the name on the sign is like...
1: Alexandra. Alexandra. And she's like, well, that's close enough to my name, Sandy. And I was like, what? Because it hadn't said her name was Cassandra yet? It was like, well... Cassandra's close enough to my name, says Sandy. What? What? Is <laughs> that anywhere near your name. <laughs> that, that makes no sense. And then I found out her name was Cassandra. I was like, that is the name of a psychic. Right?
0: A prophetess. Also, it's more fun to say Madame Cassandra. Yes. That's a good psychic name. I'd get my cards read by Madame Cassandra. I
1: mean, I'd get my cards read by Al- Alexandra, too. I don't totally yeah, get sure. that. That makes sense. But it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like I hate it when characters are that obtuse
0: yeah I don't yeah
1: yeah. I don't (laughs) mind it when other people are like if Vincent didn't know Cassandra was the name of like a prophet you know that's fine yeah he's not the psychic right but apparently the gods are real and they walk among the earth and they go here for vacation
0: it was a gods (laughs) vacation they vacation in the Pacific Northwest (laughs) in ancient times Uh I would do the same. I'd also marry Misty, whose real name is Mystic. Ooh. Uh, but she goes by Misty. Uh, so that I could like be part of this fun little town. Um and I'd also fuck Owen. Uh-huh. He sounded attractive. Yeah, he did. And like a fun guy to be with.
1: Also, like well read and mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And I'd kill Sandy, which makes me sad. Yeah, like this book is is mostly her coming into her own, and I want that for her, so I feel bad about cutting that short.
1: Yeah, it's fine though. Okay. <laughs> Neil. Yes. Fuck, Mary, kill. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. Uh-huh. Psychics. Uh-huh. Demons, <laughs> including bartenders.
0: <laughs> that was that was literally another option that i had excellent well done <laughs> so i'm glad i picked the one that i did um okay i'm gonna fuck demons
1: yeah okay <laughs> i like how you say that claire information to impart to you i hope you know and you do know this about me i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna demons. fuck demons <laughs> I'm leaning towards marrying psychics but I feel like that would get so frustrating for them to always know what was about to happen
1: also they're very quirky
0: they're very quirky <laughs> they love booze Hall
1: oh my oh my god we didn't talk about that <laughs>
0: So whenever I, the psychics meet, whoever's house it's at, they rotate whose house it is. Whoever's house it's at has to provide wine.
1: There was more drinking in this book than there is in a Noel Coward play. Oh my <laughs> god!
0: <laughs> there was so much booze at all, and um,
1: Misty only drinks Long Island iced teas. I know, and like multiples.
0: And then Drew, one of the other psychics, he's like, "Here's what a French 75 is," and then they just drink a bunch of those all the time. Mm-hmm, yeah, which mm-hmm. is
1: why we had French We're drinking fives. some right now. Yeah.
0: Um, but I did appreciate that uh, Sandy really liked Prosecco, and Aaron would always be like, oh, like s- stuff like champagne's only for special occasions. And she's like, why can't I just drink it on a Friday? And it's like, no, that's dumb, that's stupid. And then she's like, wait a second. I can drink it whatever the fuck I want. So then she, like, drinks champagne all the time. I'm like, good for you, girl. <laughs> um... I think I'll marry psychics. The ones that we saw were all pretty... I enjoyed them. Yeah. I'd enjoy hanging out with them. Um,
1: See, again, like, I feel like I was so close to liking this book. Mm-hmm. So close to it being, like, a fun, like, afternoon, like, weekend read. Mm-hmm. But then, like, all of uh, all of the background connection stuff between Aaron and Vincent, and, like, how cartoony Aaron was as a human being, like... I, it was just... It impeded my liking it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um... There was... I would have liked to see more of this. There was, um... A, we saw a little bit of what initially drew Sandy to Aaron when uh-huh. they first met. That he was, like... He was he was charming. And he would, like, give her gifts and things. Because, like, he sees success as, like money and things, so he would like he sort of like wooed her in such a way. Um oh, something I've been sitting on forgot to mention that the, for the last episode with Jake and Vicky that we never understood why they were together. I don't think he has good taste in women. No. Anyway, um so we saw a little bit of why uh Sandy and Aaron got together to begin with. Um and but like then it just all sort of fell apart anyway. But I'm glad that she can drink champagne whenever she wants. hmm But.
1: So anyway. you're going to kill ghosts?
0: I think I'm going to kill ghosts. <laughs> yeah, as hard as that would be. Or
1: not, depending. I don't know. It seemed hard easy in the book.
0: Yeah, I'll just get my demon fuck buddies to do it, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, what about you? Oh, I'm marrying demons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: and I'll say why. Of the examples we've had, one the the one of the demons in uh, Soulmates Inc. I don't know, like we said, kind of handsome, good to yeah, look at. Yeah.
0: But then there was that giant one in Purgatory.
1: Oh yeah, that one wasn't great. But like, but
0: you're still going to be married to that.
1: I know. But then also the bartenders, in um in uh, in the other book also seemed maybe i don't know is satan a demon i don't know but i'm gonna say yes and he seemed great yeah yeah knew what he was Uh, doing had lots of like homebrew stuff
0: was his name like andy or something also
1: liked puns
0: he also liked puns yeah so
1: i don't know mary and andy sounds great was his name andy i don't remember that's fine doesn't matter i'm marrying him <laughs> i'm gonna have sex with ghosts <laughs> oh i'm gonna say it seemed real fun it didn't like in the other ghost books we read it didn't seem great in this one it seemed like oh Instant orgasm? Cool.
0: Like, instant They're, extended orgasm?
1: And it's all about consent? Mm-hmm. Great. On board. Why not?
0: Oh, poor Gwenna O'Dell.
1: No man. Oh, Gwen O'Dell. Um, which means I'm killing psychics. Uh,
0: but they would see you coming.
1: Would they, though?
0: I don't think they would.
1: No. I'm, I don't think they would either. Okay. Not these. But... I think in another book, I might, another set of books, I might have kept psychics around, but this time they have to go.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So, of all the characters? Of all
1: the characters. Well, I think I'm going to marry Vincent. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, nice guy.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Super, like, he's rich. He wants to live in this cute upper Northwest town. I'm fine. That sounds great. (laughs) Like, he seems delightful. Sure, Mm -hmm. why not? Um, I think i want to fuck that raj guy
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the
1: yoga instructor mm-hmm. who's constantly blissed out and seemed very tall and handsome and muscular mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like fun mm-hmm. and he seemed really nice mm-hmm. very pleasant like also into trying new things Yeah, yeah that that would be a great night it seems like um and i think i'm gonna kill aaron yeah he was the worst yeah f- on so many levels
0: On so many levels
1: he was a terrible character.
0: Terrible person. He's a
1: terrible person. Um, I don't need him around. I think it would have saved... He had terrible
0: taste in cars. A
1: ter- terrible taste in cars. And in so many things. Yeah. So, away with Aaron. And you? That's
0: fair. Uh, I would also marry Vincent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd also kill Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I would fuck Malthus. <laughs>
1: the demon from Soulmates Inc. Excellent.
0: Yep he was... He also, like, had costume changes, which I appreciate. I
1: did, too. And <laughs> then, like, I'll see him all the time. Are you wearing something different? And he'd sort of look at them like, you're wearing something different. Why can't I wear something
0: different? <laughs> uh, and the books?
1: Um, I think I'm going to kill both books. Okay. Um, I think... I'm going to kill both books. And I think... <sighs> soulmates inc i feel like just needs like a couple of read writes mm-hmm. and it's on the way i'm gonna kill it now in part because it's just not it's not a romance it was very confusing at times um and i think the other one i just don't like convenient like things that we just didn't know previous like aaron being the 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 guy who's fucking up everybody's lives in secret mm-hmm. like i ugh, i hated that not only was he fucking up her life, he was fucking up the life of this mystic cove place because he'd already like set up a business that was going to undercut it so that he could undercut Vincent. So like he was oh, yeah, already yeah, yeah. doing he was the bad guy for everybody. I'm like, "No. Nope. Nope." And so it was just it's that kind of contrivancy that's like so ingrained in how the book works that makes me hate the book.
0: Mhm. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you? I'm going to fuck both of them. Oh, hi. Uh, Soulmates Inc. I would love for it to have another few rewrites and then be made into a mini series. Yeah. I bet that would be a lot of fun. I think so too. Um, and, uh, not in the cards. I, I liked the, the world building for the first half. Um, and how like, her, her shop felt like a character. Um, and how it very specifically it was just like, girl, that guy was gaslighting you. That's not okay. And, like, you need to work on that. And just, yeah. like, how Vincent was just very explicitly, like, you're coming out of a terrible relationship. So if we're going to be in a relationship, I'm going to let you decide how fast that goes because you have some stuff to work out and that's important. And even even though like friends helping friends realize that they were in an abusive relationship and people telling people that they're dating like, oh, you were in a shitty relationship and I'm taking that into consideration. Even though that should be everyday occurrence, not everyday occurrences but like basic human decency. How many times have we seen that in any of these books. Right. How many That's times true. have we seen characters be gaslighted and no one calls them on it?
1: Oh, if not, encourages it because they're going to get together. Right. Book. That's true. That's very true.
0: So just for those those two little nuggets of human decency.
1: You're going to fuck this book. I'm going to fuck this <laughs> book.
0: Also, I kind of want to hang out with Sandy and just like drink French 75s. Yeah. And just like, oh, let's look at the ocean. Oh, and like you can look at the bay, and then you can turn around and look at the ocean. And just like, it's on a sound. I, that's what it, I think. It's a town it's on, on a sound. sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. I don't want them to go away either book. I, I, I think both of them just need like a little more tightening, a couple more drafts, and then I think they could be heading off in a in a good direction. Okay. And I want to encourage them.
1: All right. That sounds good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. so Neil yes what's next
0: I'll tell you what's next we can play Christine guess but one of these uh, so one of the books is makes the theme very obvious and so I thought about oh. finding another book that made it less obvious but I just kind of want to really want to read this book okay so the two books are Midnight Scent Amour Toxic Book One by Dory Laval, and Seducing Professor Coyle by Darian Cox. So what do you think the theme is?
1: It's like college professors? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> professors and their students.
1: The first one, I was gonna say uh, perfumery.
0: Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just amour-toxic. I'm, I'm just like Okay, calm down. Um,
1: yeah, what but college yeah. professors spell? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, we're reading professor-student professor romances. Dang. Yeah. I made sure... I did my best that the students are over... Like, they're not... Freshmen. Okay. Because a lot of them are freshmen. Um, <laughs> and then there were quite a few books that it was teachers and like 18 year old high school students. Ugh. That's not what I'm here for. So I think I did my best. I think it's professors and like college juniors and seniors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can sleep at least a little bit of it.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's next looking forward to it
0: yes
1: then i guess that's it for today thank you claire thank you neil thanks christine thank you christine thank you
0: thank you listeners thank
1: you so much listeners if you liked what you heard please like subscribe star review and also listen to other friend podcasts
0: yeah uh, thank you, authors.
1: Thank you so much.
0: We love reading these things. Actually,
1: we do. We, I think we we genu-
0: we, we well. I, I think I love sitting down and talking about them. Yes. Yes.
1: Thank you for and making... some of them I do love reading. Yeah, and, and congratulations. Yeah, you know, authors. Yeah, keep on writing.
0: Yeah. So, that's all she wrote.
1: That is all. she... Well, is it? Keep fucking. <laughs>